episode 61 of The Game Changers, Deeply Serving. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and Jason Jennings, always terrific to be with you, sir. Dale, it's uh, great to be back with you. So I was I was thinking about our topic today. I went and I grabbed uh, Think Big, Act Small, and was looking through because, uh, you know, you told me we're talking about this topic of deeply serving. And so I was looking at uh, some of those chapter headings about keeping your hands dirty and building communities. And I thought, hmm, I bet there's some serving examples in there. If I'm going to get my hands dirty, that means I've got to be serving people well. If I'm going to build communities, I've got to serve people well. So that book, still relevant as ever, especially to our topic today. And uh, any insights out of that book that folks at home should know about? Yeah, for those uh, who are not familiar with Think Big, Act Small, originally, myself and my researchers studied uh, uh, the 10 American companies from 1995 to 2005 who had grown their revenues and their profits organically double digits every year for 10 years. And there were only 10 of them out of the 70 plus thousand that we studied. And uh, and it was a great book, and it was very well received, and it's as relevant today, uh, I mean, as it was then. Then, in about 2009, my publisher came back to me, and he said, you know, uh, Think Big Act Small continues to sell. He said, it'd be fascinating for you to go back and follow and see what these companies have done 2006 through 2011 or 2012, because there was that huge Great Recession in there. And so we went back and studied them. And to our surprise, all 10 of these incredible companies during 2007, 8, and 9 continued to experience double-digit top-line growth and double-digit bottom-line growth organically. Remarkable companies. And and you're right, uh, keeping your hands dirty and being with customers is a big part of their success. So uh, yeah, it's a very, very relevant book. So let's talk about this idea of, and what you said you want to talk about today, deeply serving. It's not a term that a lot of folks have heard. So help us understand exactly what you mean by deeply serving. Yeah, uh, Dale, it's a phrase that I don't think I had ever heard. So here's the story. A couple of months ago, I was hired to do uh, a big keynote speech for Edward Jones in St. Louis and all of the regional managers uh, from around the United States and Canada for Edward Jones. For people who are not familiar with Edward Jones, it's a remarkable, remarkable company. Financial planners, investment advisors, there are 12,000 offices across the U.S. and Canada, 8 million customers. J.D. Powers consistently ranks them the highest level of customer satisfaction on the part of their clients. And Fortune Magazine says they're one of the top five best places to work for in the country. It is a remarkable, remarkable story. The moment you start talking to people from Edward Jones, you understand there is something rather remarkable about them. So, as I was doing my interviews and my discussions, I was asking people, what is the reason for your success? And this phrase, deeply serving, kept coming up repeatedly. We deeply serve our clients. And then all of a sudden, it was like a light came on, and I finally understood what deeply serving means. Let me give you an example. Many of the uh, folks listening to this will have a financial advisor or a financial planner who helps you with your financial guidance and you're going forward. And I'd be willing to bet that that financial planner had a meeting with you 
when you hired he or she, that you uh, gave, you entrusted your money to them based on what your level of tolerance for risk was, and that once a year you get an annual report, and probably several times a year you'll get a printout of how your investments are doing. And investment advisors all across the country are asking the question, what can they do to be more relevant? Because they're becoming increasingly irrelevant because everybody is involved in financial planning. Insurance people are involved in financial planning. Financial planners are involved in insurance. Banks are involved in financial planning. Now, robo-advisors are, are the next big thing. And financial planners are saying, because I speak to many of them over the course of a year, I do many speeches, and they're all saying, what can we do to remain relevant? Well, the way you can remain relevant is deeply serve your customers. And here's what it means at Edward Jones. Before you become an Edward Jones customer, and they are the first ones to tell you that not everybody is a right customer for Edward Jones. So you're interviewing them, but they're interviewing you as well. They only want to work with serious investors, those 8 million customers they have and other new serious investors. And they talk to you about what you want to accomplish, where you want to end up, I mean, what you want your asset picture to be. And then they build a program for you. But the difference is, if they're deeply serving you, you're going to hear from them all the time. They're going to be constantly meeting with you. It's not because they're constantly trying to sell you other stuff. It's because they're now your coach. They're on board your team. They're on your side. You told them where you wanted to go, and you know what? They're going to get you there, and they're going to push, and they're going to prod, and they're going to ask if you're saving too little, if you're spending too much. What about insurance for those two young kids at home? They're going to push and prod because when somebody is pushing and prodding you to get to where you said you wanted to be, they're not pushers and prodders. They're coaches. They're helpers. They're mentors. you got to love them because they're moving you to where you told them you wanted to be. So deeply serving is figuring out where Dale wants to get and then doing everything in my power to help get Dale where he wants to go. And sometimes that's prodding. Sometimes it's making sure that he's staying the course. Sometimes it's questioning, are you sure that's still the place? And if it is, I'm going to help you push a little bit harder. And that's what deeply serving means. And think about how few people deeply serve. You know, the car salesman's your friend until the day you drive off the lot, and that's a, a birthday card uh, once a year. Same with financial planners. I mean, same with almost everybody else. How many people are truly deeply serving? Wait a minute. And you then, get you get a birthday. You get a, a card from your car salesman. That's all I get. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't I even gotten that. So, but then so, I, I was thinking about Bob Najibi, who was my dentist. A number of years ago, my dentist left, moved to the Midwest. I had to find a new dentist. And the first conversation with Bob Najibi was, "What do you want your mouth to look like? What do you want the health of your mouth to be? What do you want the health of your teeth to be?" And I mean, even before we looked at my mouth, and before he did an examination, we had this lengthy conversation. And since then. He's saying, okay, now what about this? Now what about that? What about this? He's not selling me. He's pushing me the direction of what I told him I wanted to have happen. I think we're missing people who deeply serve in business. Hmm. So let's dive into this and make it relevant beyond dentists, beyond financial advisors. But let's pick on that car salesman. Let's, let's think about a plumber, the variety of businesses out there. What does deeply serving look like for those everyday professional lives? Well, I think if you get the phrase deeply serving, the light bulb is going to come on and you'll know what it means to you. And I think it's probably different for other people. Deeply serving to me, a la Edward Jones, is this, figuring out where your customer wants to end up, where they want to be, and then devising a roadmap, a plan to help 
get them there, and then staying on their butt and making they stay the distance, stay the game, and never waver from the achievement of what they said they wanted to achieve. And I think that applies to all kinds of businesses. But first of all, I think that there are some questions you have to ask yourself. Question number one is, are you called to deeply serve customers? You know, maybe you just want to be a transactional dentist and just fill the cavities and, uh, you know, take out the wisdom teeth or, or do whatever it is and do the checkup twice a year. Maybe that's all you want to do. You want to be a transactional dentist. You don't want the pain. On the other hand, if you're like Bob Najibi, the dentist I was lucky enough to find, it's what do you want the health of your teeth and your gums and your mouth to be? I mean, okay, let's build a program. I mean, let's make sure that that happens. And every time I go in, I mean, I, you know, sometimes I don't want a procedure that he's talking about, but darn it, it was what I told him I wanted to achieve. I mean, it was the dream teeth and the dream mouth and the dream gums that I wanted to have. And so are you a transactional person who just doesn't really care and you're just in it to make a buck? Or are you called to deeply serve people? If you're called to deeply serve people, it's finding out where they want to go, what they want to achieve, and then how can you help them get there? So that's number one. Number two, I think you have to ask the question, what would deeply serving customers look like in your business? I don't know the answer to it. I think it's probably rather commonsensical, but as a good friend of mine said, the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon common sense really is. So depending on your business, you would have to say, what is a model for deeply serving in my business, in my plumbing business, in my dental business, in my financial planning business, in my software business, I mean, whatever that business might happen to be. Number three, once you know where somebody wants to go, once you've discovered where they want to go, and once you've built a plan for you to help them get there, are you in close touch with the client's big dreams and their hopes by continually prodding and asking and prompting and being there as their coach on the sidelines? Number four, do you constantly search for your client's pain points and help develop the resources to help them end the pain? Or if you can't do it, send them to a specialist. I mean, who can help them with that one particular problem? I, I remember uh, Mike Long of Aero Electronics who said, I've got 17,000 associates who work with me here at Aero Electronics. And every day we're asking our customers, what else itches that we can scratch? What else hurts that maybe we can make go away? What else can we do to make your life easier? He said, with 17,000 associates asking our customers that, those questions every day, we will never, he said, run out of things to try here at Aero Electronics. So are you constantly searching for your client's pain points? And then the next is you have to remember that it's okay to do well by doing good. I mean, if you work for Edward Jones and you have a customer who says that if something happens to he or she, they want their two kids provided for, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you're going to create an insurance program, I mean, that would solve that potential need and that you're going to make money off that is not a problem. It's not a problem. It is okay to do well by doing the good of helping somebody else get to where they told you they wanted to be. And so I think those are the things. One, the question to ask today in The Game Changer is, uh, what does deeply serving mean to you? And are you called to deeply serve? And if you are, then I think the other points I mentioned just pretty much fall into line. I'm going to argue that if you are telling yourself right now, well, there's, it's just too much. I don't have time to deeply serve, so I'm not called to deeply serve. I would recommend you start talking about and thinking about how you're going to exit your business. And that sounds pretty harsh, but when you look at the landscape of what's going on right. in our world and the way businesses, so let's just look at video rentals and how quick Blockbuster just shuttered its doors uh, the moment something changed. And those changes, those radical 
radical earth-shifting innovations are happening constantly in every industry where people are being able to choose where and how they want to do business and with whom they want to do business. And it's those people who are serving, like the Edward Jones folks. Yes. Um, because I can be my own financial advisor now. It's it's getting easier and easier for me to go online, click in a couple of keystrokes, yes. and pretty much do it myself. And uh, they're setting themselves apart. They see the writing on the wall, and it's all about exactly. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Jason. So what we're asking folks to do, if, if you got something out of today's message, out of, out of these points about how to deeply serve, if you would go to iTunes, uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast. If you would rate it, hopefully, um, like everybody else who's rated this, we've earned a five-star. I mean, it's all five stars on the ratings. Also, write a review. That helps push this podcast up higher so more people have access to this amazing information. And then uh, you're always welcome to write Jason a note. Definitely pick up the books. Uh, today we were talking about Think Big, Act Small, still relevant in, in this day and age. And uh, any parting thoughts for us, Jason? Uh, yeah. So uh, a couple of uh, messages that I received this week, one from uh, a man by the name of Brian Blacklock in Australia. He said, good day, Jason. He said, I'm really enjoying the Game Changer podcast. Thanks for making them. As a student of yours for over 20 years, it's refreshing to hear you restate the business truths in such an easy and consummate format. He said, it sure beats me having to sift through my folder of yellowed notes that I took during all of your visits to Australia. And then uh, I, I really like this one from uh, somebody by the name of John. He said, dear Jason, I hope you're doing well. I wanted to drop you a note letting you know how I absolutely love the podcasts. Keep up the great work. So all we would ask is... Uh, Communicate with me, Jason, at jason-jettings.com. Write a review in the iTunes store. And when you find a podcast that uh, speaks to you and tweaks something, uh, send it off to, uh, to somebody else. Uh, s spread the word. This is a labor of love. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.